If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Oh man, we should have opened with something Christmassy because it is the season, James. Riding through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, sleigh! <laughs> sleigh! Wait, what is this fucking show, James? <laughs> Sadist Filth! Oh my god, welcome to Sadist Filth. Wee! Lee! The Christmas special. I'm, I'm already scared. The Christmas special in the middle of fucking January. What's the date today? Is it the 8th? Today is the 7th. It's the 7th We're of January. This We're doing will be coming a fucking to your Christmas special. In weeks. Yes. It will come, not next week, the week after. Yeah, be almost Feb, guys. You just got that fucking cock ripping. Uh, Bigfoot film that James made me watch. Oh, what a beautiful film. Um, I'm just going to preface this. I was just talking to you about your notes before you hit the record. I kind of stopped writing notes after a while because I got really engrossed in this film, James. Yeah, I got drawn in. I thought this film... I've seen it years ago when I had my like Michelle Trachtenberg phase when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I watched it years ago. And I remember it being meh. And then I watched it again last night and was like, fuck, this is really good. <laughs> So I saw Black Xmas when it when that's it when it came Trachtenberg out. That's the Michelle Trachtenberg version, that's right? The, yeah, the, the, I feel that, like that's it's the remake. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. And then after watching that, I was and like I was on IMDb or something. And I was like, oh, it's a it's a remake. Yeah. Uh, fuck! I should probably go back and watch the original and watch the original then. Yeah. And it was kind of odd because I knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. Besides, like. 2006 is more crawling through walls and things like that. And I feel memory. I feel like in the 2006 version, I don't really remember much, but I feel like the guy is yellow. I feel like Billy's yellow, although I might have confused it with Sin City, Sin City. somehow. Yeah, it could be, could be. I feel like they both came out at the same <laughs> and time. And the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and my own jaundice baby that I had at the same. <laughs> of course, same. Of course. No, I shouldn't make fun of jaundice baby. <laughs> the uh, one that was kick... crawling along the scene. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with its head twisted. <laughs> You may have had a confused, confused <laughs> film watching childhood. Yeah, so like you, so you watched? Did you watch this one as well? Yeah, yeah. So I watched this one as well, but I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. But then I watched this today. Yeah, and it was I really enjoyed it. It's, it's really cool. It's um, it's really interesting. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it might be like the most professional film. Like no offense to Dario Argento, but you can tell with those like Italian films, there's something. There's moments where it dips and there's like... Yeah. I mean, those films are great. Don't but get it, me wrong. But, but you, there's a films, certain quality that you can tell. Whereas this one felt like it was put out by like Warner Brothers. It, I guess this is close. Yeah. This is 1974. I can't remember when Exorcist is. But like that's like properly well but produced. Texas but this, Chainsaw Massacre came out in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like um, everyone always... I mean, like, I mean, like, you could just fucking Google this film and it'll say this. And I know this isn't the first one because we did Bay of Blood, which is like 1970. Mm-hmm. But everyone always says that Halloween is the first slasher film. Yeah. But this was fucking four year, five years before Halloween. Yeah, that's a decent death count. Uh, yeah. But also, um, this you can tell this heavily influenced Halloween. Apparently, there was an urban legend that John Carpenter went up to the director. Um, What's his name? Oh, Bob Clark. Uh, Bob Clark, yeah. Went up to the director and was saying, so are you planning on doing a sequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, no, no, no. But if, and he said, okay, but if you were, what would you do? And he said, well, I'd have the killer um, be, like, break out of a mental institute on Halloween. And have learned how to drive somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, um, I mean, the intro to Halloween is so similar. 
yeah. to the intros of this film. Yeah, it, it's where, like a POV where, shot, and yeah, I was like, this must be the, the first house, film. And then it POVs and walks through. First note, I was like, POV? Yeah. How the fuck did they do that in 1974? I don't know, climbing up trestles. Yeah, and yeah. climbing down a ladder, but then all of a sudden that ladder seemed to be a lot shorter. Yeah, it seemed like he was just floating along the ceiling at that yeah. point. And obviously, um, you, you see him you look up at the trestle thing. Have you tried to climb down a ladder with one hand? It's not easy. Yeah, it's not, yeah. There was a bit when he looked up at that trestle, and then like he pans across to the... Um, you can see the guttering, and he's obviously that's how he gets to that window. They obviously didn't show him shivering yeah. across the guttering. <laughs> but like, yeah, because I, I looked that up as well. Because I was just like, holy shit, is this the first film with a POV, like, heavy breathing, like... Because as soon as I see that shit, my, like, my go-to slasher film is mm. the Friday the 13th, like the first one. But no, like, that got beaten by fucking Peep, uh, Peeping Tom, which I still Peeping haven't Tom. seen. No, which was right. like, I feel like 1960. Yeah. And I would argue that uh, oh, Psycho might be the first slasher Psycho film. Psycho was 1960, I think. Yeah, yeah. Peeping Tom was that but 62, 64. Bob Clark... Who I have to, I saw that name and I was just like, oh my god, is that the guy from fucking New Year's Eve? And but that's that's um, a different Clark. Porky's. Yeah, he, he made he Porky's. Porky's too. The, the Christmas, Christmas story. story. <laughs> he did, and then like towards the end of his career, he was just doing like Air Bud Two and shit like that. Yeah. He didn't do Air Bud Two, but yeah. he did and shit he did about like, like animals learning basketball and like baby baby comedy baby genius baby genius thank you um yeah he says this um, isn't a slasher film he says it's a psychological thriller and you're like is it and then you start watching it and you're like oh my god it kind of there's points it where it's like wow this is kind of it's, like, it's traumatic creepy. like 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 all the phone conversations oh man they're harrowing they they start the first one was silly and then the by the point i was cut. like oh, well this is fucking it you're a little prank, pity cut, pretty gun. I like wrote down shit about that, and then by the end, I'd put the note thing down, and it was just disturbing me those phone calls. Yeah, but genuinely, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of this film now. I highly recommend pausing this, mm-hmm. going to tell all your friends about us, and then watching then Black watch Christmas because it. it's genuinely amazing. It it's, really it's really good. It's really good, and I think I have a crush for on young Margot Kidder. Especially when she's an alcoholic. I think I've got a thing for, like, crazy women. Is that Barb? Barb, yeah. Okay, good. Not the house mother. Uh, she, do you know what? That woman was a badass bitch. Fucking hell. Who hides booze in a toilet? Oh she's my God, not a teenager. Why is she hiding booze? I don't understand. <laughs> Especially when she lets porn be, like, shown on the walls. When she covered it up for that poor old man. <laughs> covered the like, ass piece yeah, yeah. symbol. Oh, man. Oh, don't, we start? don't look at your potentially dead daughter's... Ass obsession. Yeah, man, she'd love that shit. (laughs) Uh, Should we start at the beginning? Yeah. James, this is weird. I think I'm in love with this film. Yeah, I enjoyed this film. (laughs) I might watch it again when I get home tonight. I should have watched it on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apparently, um, Elvis Presley watched it. I've got that note here. It's a Presley fucking tradition to watch this film. Yeah, now his family carries it Wait, what year did Presley die? Because if he died in like 1975, it wasn't much of a tradition. (laughs) (laughs) He watched it when it came out. King. <laughs> Literally King. So, yeah, as we said, it opens kind of on the POV shot. Yeah, which I love. Do you know, did you, you said you were looking up how they did it, do you know? Or? Yeah, uh, the the main cat, I think, right, so so there isn't really an actor that played Billy yeah. to make it more confusing so you don't know who, because they didn't, they wanted, we'll get into it later, but there wasn't really an actor that played Billy and I think the director stood in for him, but more often than not it was the cameraman and from what I read, he had rigged the camera to be attached to his shoulder so that he could walk around and use his hands to climb up shit. No way. Which is like, for 1974, like, I don't... 
know much about technology, but those but cameras, cameras were not fucking like, huge, right? Yeah. And like, and they were doing some awesome shots of it as well. Like yeah, when, when really they're climbing shit. up, um, when they're climbing up that trellis. I thought it was going to be like up. one, two, and then that would be it because obviously you can't climb up. And then it started going up, and I'm like, yeah. how were they doing this in 1970? <laughs> I was shocked when you saw like the first hand was fine, but when the second hand went on, I was just like. How are they doing it? And then he's like, I was like, okay, there's someone under the camera. And then when it starts climbing up, you're like, how are they yeah. doing this in at, 1970? That <laughs> like, guy must have been ripped. At, at the very beginning, it starts with like a, a, a track and a pan across the house. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is nice. All right, we've got some production. Like, like Christmas music. And then it like tracks, it like jumps back and becomes the POV shot and yeah, it happens yeah. again. And I wondered why they did both. Because I reckon they could have just started on the POV, but maybe they I think wanted it to been, show it had quality. I don't think... Um, POVs were that common back then. So it would right? have been quite jarring. It would have been weird being yeah. like, why is this all like... And plus, plus it was like the opening titles with the music. Yeah. Whereas when you see it POV, it's like... <gasps> <laughs> I feel like those are the real sounds of the guy logging the fucking camera. Help! <laughs> <laughs> After this film, he was like lopsided for the rest of his life because he like caned his shoulder. And Barb's just nicked his, nicked his inhaler. So he's just there suffering. Yeah, that came out of through. fucking nowhere. That she had like... Yeah, she can't asthma. use it properly either. Um... <laughs> Oh man, the next note I have because it goes. So we see the girls in enjoying oh, a Christmas party. Who left the door open? Who left the door open? Who left the door open? One of the girls is like, ah, oh, someone left the door open, and goes over and closes the door. This film has the classic um, cliche, you know, where the car won't start, but instead of the car not starting, it's oh, there's something up with the front door. It won't open properly. So then when she goes through it at the end and tries to get out, she can't get out. And I, I was like, that's the that. fucking. Because they, they noticed that so early. They they know they mentioned it's that like, like halfway through halfway the film. Through, yeah. Is either the doors either open or like that bit? Yeah. Because in the beginning, someone had left it open, and she makes a point of going up and closing it. Do you reckon but the killer came in through the window? Up through the window. So I don't know why the doors open. Do you reckon like they came they had a backup plan in case they couldn't get the camera rig to work for the POV. And they were like, say, fuck it, let's just do oh, both versions. Oh, he must have snuck in. Yeah, because yeah. I also know, like... Um, or maybe as a distraction, maybe you opened the door and then climbed up the trellis. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, I noticed, like, getting from a technical standpoint, James, because we both work in TV, we both know mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, specifically editing as well, we both know about. When Margot Kidd is on the phone at the start, they have some, it cuts to another person having a conversation, yet you can still hear Margot Kidder on the phone over them, which you wouldn't do nowadays. You would have yeah. them, like, because I've never seen the original thing, you know, the thing, the original <laughs> one, like, thing from another world. I need to see it because people have conversations in that. And it's not like, I've said my line, now you go for your line. It's Apparently, it's, like, proper, like, people talk over each other and shit yeah. in that film. Just and I, like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they talk over each other, and it's... It's really apparently it's really jarring when you watch it now, but it's like it's actually how people fucking talk. Yeah. Whereas this is like I was like that's actually pretty good that she's having this conversation, and I wrote down one of the lines because it stood out, which is "Mother, you are a real gold-plated whore." <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it sets up there's a phone in the house. <laughs> there is there is a phone in the house, which is a big character in this film. Yeah, and also apparently a, there are several phones in the house. Yeah. There's a big... At uh, least two that we know of. There's a big... T- <laughs> there's a big twist about the phone that isn't really a twist. Can we, should we go into it already? I think this is the first movie, because A Stranger Calls didn't come out for... A uh, Stranger Calls came out five years later, which 
the whole Stranger Kills was based on that like yeah. urban myth about the killer being inside the yeah. house. But this is the first film where first film on the cinema at least where the police officer calls them and is like get out of the house the killer is calling from inside the house and you're like oh my god but there's not much of a twist because we already know he's in the house yeah because the whole time he's up in the attic we see him in there there's no there's no twist there there's no there's no shock there's no shock and surprise for us but it's still it's like for the characters they're like oh god it's still a great moment though that's such a classic the killer is inside the house. Yeah. Also, when the when John Saxon, he's in the house. John maybe. Saxon from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and um, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, he's the he's the officer in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. who calls to be well. like, look, idiot cop who doesn't know what fellatio means. Don't scare her. Just tell her to get out of the house. And she's like, he's like, do do, do that. I would say, walk out. Whatever of the house. you do, don't tell her that it's in the house with her. He literally, word for word, says, <laughs> just repeats it over and over again, shouting at he's her. He was like, remain calm, idiot cop. What's his name? Nash. Is it Nash? it Nash? Nash. Stupid cop. Doesn't Stupid. know what fellatio is, and he's like, something dirty in it. Something dirty. You're, you're all laughing at me. It must be something dirty. <laughs> The laugh. I think one of the guys is genuinely credited as laughing cop because all he's doing is laughing. (laughs) There's some weird comedy in this film. Well, I mean, it makes sense because the director went on to do a load of comedies. Yeah. Like, you could tell he just had it in him. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so... We we didn't get very far. No, so basically (laughs) we established there's a phone in the house because young, hot Margot Kidder is talking on the phone to her Mm. mother... And then they go back to their party, and that's is that when the landlady shows up? I don't uh, know. What, I don't no, know much about no, university. They, they Does a, a landlady they get a call? They get the second. So the I, first. So call. I think I, I think it's how it used to be that you'd have someone who like ran the house, oh, maybe, and then yeah. they had the sorority that was there. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. So watching Bad Neighbors and Bad Neighbors Two, <laughs> I don't believe that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> They should just do Bad Neighbors 3 and have it be this film. Black Chris, yes. (laughs) The blackening. (laughs) Yeah, so this is when we get our first obscene phone call. Yeah. And they answer the phone to what I believe to be Bobcat Go... I can't say his name. Bobcat Gulfway, or whatever his name is, from Police Academy (laughs) 2. And Hercules, Disney's Hercules. I had written down, it sounds like someone's trying to fuck a vole. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) oh... He's got, <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> Bobcat Galfway. Like that's exactly how he talks. That's when we get your pretty pink cunt. Yeah. Is this the first time cunt, he mentions? Cunt. He says Billy, right? Or is this later I don't on? Don't know if he mentions Billy here. I wonder I if Billy does. in Gremlins is called Billy because Gremlins is a Christmas film, and I wonder if it's he's called Billy That'd because be nice of this. Time. Yeah. Um. And like this, this is why I wrote down Exorcist because of the him being like, lick your cunt. Like it's like straight up from the Exorcist. Yeah. And I don't and, even and know what year Exorcist making, is like, from. Pig so. squealing noises. Yeah, because then I wrote down he's some kind of pig, and then he just starts saying you're a dirty pig, so he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Also, he's doing this from inside the house, so the house must be pretty big because at points he's shouting, and you'd hear that upstairs. You're like, uh, do we have surround sound folks? Yeah, what's hear going it? on? We've got well, she's holding phone? the phone out, so maybe they all think they can hear it. Yeah, I love that in old shit when they hold phone. Do you know another thing I love it in makes old it films? Louder. <laughs> this one doesn't do it, but like when power gets cut out and the phone doesn't work and people like tap the receiver, like that's going to fucking do something. Reset it. Reset it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I can't even remember what this first conversation he was saying. All I wrote down was um, pretty pink cunt, pretty pink cunt. And then he just casually, cavalierly ends it with, I'm going to kill well, you. Well, no, no, no. Barb is like... Essentially, like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't scare me. You're 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 a dirty perv. Stay the fuck away from us. Stop calling us. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." 
Philly? <laughs> Philly, you're killing the baby. Like a fucking wart. <laughs> Just remove it. Um, yeah, Daddy. and then everyone's like, Bob, you really shouldn't agonize him yeah, because yeah. now he's going to kill us. Now he's literally going to kill us. But don't, didn't you think that that first, all right, personally, I thought that first call, phone call was a little bit excessive, but the, yeah, the tone of the those tone. phone calls doesn't change. But no. like, as it keeps going, it's like, oh man, that's disturbing shit. I mean, like the first, the first phone call is like, is obscene. Yeah. And I think they just want to shock you and grab you. It might not be the, the first, but it's one of the first times cunt was used in cinema. Repeatedly yeah. by the director of Baby Genius. <laughs> 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 by the director of Baby Genius 1 and 2. We just have to keep repeating that after, after all From the A Christmas story zone. <laughs> they should, oh my God, someone's probably already cut, done a cut. A Christmas but if story. I've never seen a Christmas story, but if there's a bit where someone gets a phone call, someone needs to change it so it's like, pretty big gun. <laughs> I'm sure we I'm sure we can splice those two films together. <laughs> I nearly watched a Christmas story this year because everyone always talks about it and I've never seen it. I, I should have watched it. I don't know why I didn't. I say this There's year. Still time. It's 2018. There's still this time. She's just started, James. We're still doing Christmas movies. Yeah. Watch it now. <laughs> this is the Christmas special that I was like, it's going to be released in time. And then like two days before Christmas was the Slugs episode, which is probably the greatest Christmas treat of all. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure like... Who wouldn't be happy receiving slugs at Christmas? I had a... I went to work... There's a guy at work who's a fucking legend. His name's John Dean. And we always talk about shitty horror films. He's obsessed with Screaming Mad George, who did the makeup effects for the live-action Guyver films. And I feel like also... Live-action MacGyver films? No, Guyver. Oh, I don't know. I feel like also he did the makeup effects. I could be wrong, but for Bride of reanimator as well um and we were talking and i was like oh me and james uh we just did slugs like something from my childhood expecting him to have never heard of it he's like oh yeah the one with like it zooms in and they're on the window and like the (laughs) that girl falls into a thing of slugs i was just like john (laughs) i think i love you john (laughs) why didn't they just shimmy over the pole (laughs) oh my god uh so back to this yes because other great films like genuinely slugs is awesome but this is a good, actually a good awesome. Yeah. Not the slugs isn't. No, Wait, this no. is an actual like. This is an actual film. That yeah. We watched yeah. This, by is, this is the only one I think that has been just a film and not something weird yeah. or purely horror. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's also a good film. one of the classics like like the like John Carpenter's The Thing that when it came out people said it was shit which fucking shocks me for The Thing because it's flawless. Mm. And now everyone's like, oh, wait, Black Christmas is awesome. But with this, when it came out, it was a Canadian film. And then they um, tried to open it up. It, it basically got massive acclaim in Canada. Really? And then they brought it down to America. And they like, changed oh, the name like... to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Which is crazy, because then a film came out called Silent Night, Deadly but, Night. But they didn't... Like, it, people they changed, didn't, why people did they didn't change know it? it was a Christmas movie. Oh, because they thought it would be a black exploitation yeah. film. <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want people to think it was a black exploitation. We need to do Blackula one day. Yes, we will. <laughs> we I need feel to do like a lot. me and you will get in trouble if we did We that. have not yet done a Nazi video Nazi. A video, video Nazi? A video Nazi. Oh, man, yeah, yeah we haven't. Uh, so, yeah, we get the phone call. Then Claire or Clara... It's um, clear. Gets really pissy. I kept writing clearer and like I spoke like five different ways. I tried to make um, a point of writing down everyone's name this time so we knew yeah. who everyone was. So plus also in this film, all the characters were properly introduced to people, not just through exposition, but they were well-rounded characters. Yeah, yeah. So you could remember who they are. Yeah. Not just 
that guy well, hang on, who got hang on. shredded by a slug. You say that, but I've written down Claire, I've written down Barb, I've written down Peter, I've written down uh, Mrs. McGrady, or whatever the fucking name is. It's probably not even that. I'm trying to look at my notes, but I have the worst handwriting ever. Mm-hmm. There was another girl there who, um, not the main girl, don't know what her name is. Jess. I do know what her Jess, name is. Yeah. Jess. Also, <gasps> smoking hot. Um, but the, the uh, yeah, there's another one with Phil? glasses on. I think it's Phil. Yeah, what is, who is that? No one said her name. No one said, she was there the whole time. Wait, it was no her name like Phil? Because there was a bit where yeah. she was calling up the stairs. Bill. And I'm like, I thought she was shouting she... Bill. Yeah, who was but she was shouting Phil. to? She was shouting to Phil. That's the girl with the She's outfit. better not be shouting for Bill because he's like, yeah, <laughs> I got it. I'm looking through the doorway at you. <laughs> I've already got Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kill you like a baby. I think it's Phil. I think it's Phil. Oh, uh, okay. Pretty sure. Uh, but I had to look that up to get but it. But what would the female no, name no, no. of Phil be? Unless I'm being really uh, thick. Philippe? Oh, Felipe. Felipe, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the one with glasses who's like, you're drunk, Bob, go to bed. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even know who you are. She, she was real pissy. <laughs> She's the only one I didn't write down the name of, but I think we found it. So yeah, Claire goes up to her bedroom to pack her bag to go see her dad yep. the next day. Yeah, and she uh, she walks past her, her kitty, or yep. the house's cat, which is called... I feel like, no, it's not Sebastian. No, what is it called? There's two cats in there. Oh yeah, so that was a that was that was a, a fuck up. So you saw that cat too? Because I saw it. No, when, I, in the I, opening, I didn't see it. I read it. I read it afterwards. In one of the opening shots, she's on the phone, and there was something moving in the corner. I was like, "What the fuck's that?" And it was like a little it's uh, like a gray short-haired cat. Yeah, short haired yeah. cat sitting there, and then the other cat, which I can't. I feel like it's called Francis or some shit. Big, big, fluffy white cat. Yeah, is a completely different cat. It's like Snuffles or something. So she sees that cat. Yeah, and then she walks past the cat and stuff, and like she goes into a cupboard. And literally grabs everything. She gets her entire cupboard to pack it into this bag. Yeah, yeah. And then goes over and starts packing in the other end of the room. Yeah. This is why I wrote down that the killer has gone from Bobcat. I can't say his surname. I'm probably going to get a bollocking for it from our two listeners. Golfway? Gateway? It went from him from Police Academy 2 to straight up Michael Winslow from all Police Academies. (laughs) Because he just started making sound effects. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, so you hear this cat meowing. Yeah. But it's, uh, I thought I thought the dude was. Um, I thought the killer was strangling the cat because you see as she walk as she grabs herself and walks off, you see the POV again because he's hiding from, behind from the, the cupboard behind the, the plastic cupboard. sheet. And then like I assume maybe like the cat walked up and found him and he was like throttling the cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the cat lives on later. Yeah. So yeah, you hear this like meow and then this. And she's like, kitty, and walks over, kitty, she's going into the cupboard, kitty, and you just see the POV grabbing her face, through the plastic choking bag. her out with the plastic, suffocating <laughs> her. Um, hang on, I think about it, I feel like it's only like three kills in this, and two of which happen off screen. No, there's eight kills, apparently. Yeah. Because um, there's a cop, there's the body of the cop. girl that's found. Oh yeah, there's a slit throat, the little yeah. girl that gets found. Which you don't even see. Yeah, I mean, I think she's a little girl, so like that's why you don't see her. And right, do you remember the Michelle Trachtenberg one? Michelle Trachtenberg version. I'm probably saying her name wrong too, it's a not long very, name. Not very well. I swear in that one, hey, I might the, be there's wrong. There's like 12 sorority sisters and they all get murdered. I might have to watch that later for my own pleasure, because yeah. she's still hot. Um... I swear in that version, the woman who ran the house turns out to be Billy's mum as well. Because I kept thinking that this woman was going to survive, the, uh, the, the drunkard woman. But I guess that doesn't happen. Anyway, so Claire gets choked out, right? Yeah. And then we don't see him dragging her around, do we? 
I feel like he carries her up, and you see her get carried over. Or do you see a POV of him going up, um, up to? uh, Yeah, he comes goes out the room and up the like permanent stairs that lead to the attic. Because everyone needs to go into the attic every day. Well, the, the weird layer of that fucking house. So you go so, down the stairs to a middle bit where there's a ladder that leads up to the attic. Yeah, it's like people went upstairs, went downstairs, went round the corner and went up the ladder to the <laughs> attic. And I was just so confused. Yeah. So is it? A, do they live in a bungalow? No, because they're like half huge. of that bungalow. It, like, yeah, it looks like a castle. I feel like the interior is a different building to the exterior. <laughs> Well, that could make sense. Yeah. It's um, like a reverse Harry Potter car. I wrote down, I wrote a note here. I wrote a note here. Um, yeah. Why does the landlord need to hide boots in such elaborate places? In the toilet, in a book? Yeah. So this is the house lady, the, the, the piss head, and she, she's searching through the books once all the girls go. Um, and she's like, B for booze. Pulls it open. Bottle of whiskey. She's kind of the comedy <laughs> character in this film, but like it doesn't, except for one bit where her spoilers her death scene where her reaction's a bit dumb she's like the best character like when she's like the fucking cattle you fucking made me do you stupid fuck and then she looks over that guy and's like oh what you're doing for me is so nice and he's like peace out love and then like turns around and walks away and she flips on the bird yeah but she's like she's like not nice really around the, she's like her normal self around the girls it seems so why is she not drinking in front of them because they buy her that grotesque and like nighty they're all boozing as well yeah yeah, and then she's like, the nighty, I, I wouldn't wear that fucking nighty if I was getting my spleen removed. Yeah, <laughs> within earshot of them, but for some reason, because she's facing away, they don't hear yeah. it. <laughs> her, her scenes, right, because she's the one that mentions about the door being left open. No, she's not the one about the door being left open. She's the one that mentions that the door doesn't open. Mm. It feels like her scenes were put in later. Well, there was someone... And her death is like apparently the... someone who had their scenes all shot, like, together. It could have been and her. And it might have been her. And, like, she didn't see a lot of the people in other... In, like, in the rest of it. It's either her or it's the dad, I think. Or, yeah. Sarah's dad. Or maybe John Saxon as well, which is... Like, I couldn't believe he was in this. He's not... I know he's not a big name, but he's the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. And mm. he was from fucking Enter the Dragon. <laughs> and he always seems to be playing, like, a police officer and everything. <laughs> Well, this film had promise. This film's damn good. Yeah. Uh, apparently the main girl did it because her psychic told her to. Really? Yeah. And she just had a baby, I read, and like really? one of the plots is that she needs to get an abortion. It's a abortion. She needs yeah. to go see Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. I can update Suicide that. Squad. She can... <laughs> I can update that now. She wanted to go see Justice League. <laughs> oh, good. I haven't seen that. I'm glad, you don't I'm glad that's the that. review. <laughs> Another abortion. <laughs> DC does it again. Coat hangers its way through another film. Um, I would call the director a hack, but no. <laughs> uh, where do we go from there? Uh, oh, oh, then the we poor... come back to uh, Claire rocking back and forth. Right by the window, and no one ever thinks to look up at the window. Yeah, and she's beautifully lit as well. And she's like, got the plastic perpetually over her face. Yeah. Uh, this is where we meet the, the depressed looking dad who's just like, oh no. Oh, my daughter's not here, and then he gets caned in the face with a snowball. Well, we also see, um, we also see the the depressed looking Santa just before that, who's like fuckity fuck, and he's got yeah, a kid down his lap. So and then my, my wife's such a bitch. She said that I could have the kids this year, and now she's taking them. Fuck her. Yeah, and yeah. this like seven year old girl sat in his lap. 
I feel like Kevin Smith stole this joke for clerks with the selling por- or ordering porn in front of kids. But um, this a little bit later on, Margot Kid is trying to force feed like champagne to a kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, drink it up, you little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, speaking of, right, weird. Is that not okay? I feel like we can skip over a bunch here, unless you've got stuff to say. No, yeah, yeah, no. So, like, so, so we see, yeah, we see the dad. The dad is told we meet about the dad. She lives in a sorority, and that, go, that guy's like, dad. "Sorry about the kid," and he's like, "Oh well, yeah, like you should be." And he's like, "I said, oh, sorry about the goddamn kid, you fuck," and then walks away, <laughs> and he's like, "Excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> and then, like, I got one thing that I liked in here when he turns up to the sorority, um, and there's a crash zoom out from the dad into the attic window. Yeah. Um, and he's like getting in or out of a taxi and then like you see her just there still rocking backwards and forwards. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> uh, fuck, what am I like? Michael Winslow killer, landlord, so much. I also wrote that I'm pretty sure that she has the same bottle of booze everywhere because it always says, it says straight sherry written on it. I feel like it's the same bottle in every shot they use. <laughs> is that why um, when she checks later on in the film it's empty because she's been swigging it throughout? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, we need to talk about the baby. There was a phone call that Jess answers before yeah. they go to the police. That Jess answers where Billy's like, we need to talk about the baby, Billy. Um, oh, no, 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 Jess, no, no. Jess, Jess goes to see her boyfriend, Jess Peter. Jess Peter. Jess goes to see her boyfriend, Peter, and she yeah. tells him about she, that she's pregnant, right? Yeah, and he's like, that's amazing. She's like, I'm getting rid of it. And he's like, what about your body, my choice? Yeah. She's like, no, that's, that's not a thing, Peter. You're making this up. yeah. <laughs> And also, this is like where Peter's like, where she's like, he's like, I'll see you tonight. I'll come around at nine o'clock tonight and I will see you tonight. Yeah. And we'll discuss this. I can't get up from this piano. <laughs> I have to stay sitting at this piano. Like, it's just what he just fucking sits there. And then she pulls the same trick on him later on where like, she's like, well, I can't move away from this phone or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was it. When that, she, <laughs> that was it. She calls the police being like, I keep getting obscene phone calls. And then the police is like, okay, I just need to put you on hold for a second. She's like, okay, but I can't wait long. Yeah. How important was the police phone call then yeah. if you can't wait? I'll give you, I'll give you 30 seconds. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm hanging up. I have an important phone call from this psychopath. Okay, yeah. So we did miss an important thought. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've got another call waiting on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what's happening with this baby. I need to find out what's happening with this pig fucker. Hello? <laughs> pig fucker. <laughs> I'm enthralled. <laughs> Um, Hello, Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Yeah, so we meet... Um, we meet Peter. and Or I think we met Peter originally. Um, he was out in the house and popped out. And then this is where Jess... Not Jess. Barb goes to the police to talk about... Barb and the one with glasses and the boyfriend of... Yeah, Barb goes to see Chris Claire. when he's playing um, hockey. He's got that, there's that close-up of yeah, that mask. Yeah, creepy hockey mask. Yeah, like, yeah. ooh, where's this guy? Did you feel like while watching this, this is one of those Scooby-Doo-esque, which one is the killer things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's a fucking obvious one. There's a whole one, way through. But, like, the beauty... The, I guess the... Spoilers, I guess. I guess the beauty is it's none... It's just some random guy. But, yeah. like, it's if it was one of them, it'd clearly be Peter, especially for a bit we'll get to later on. But, like... Yeah, hiding behind trees. And kicking in windows for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong with the front door, so he kicks in the window. Why would you even think to look in the... Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, they go to the police, and this is where I first wrote down the weird comedy, because that's when she's like, what's your phone number? She's like, I'm going to get this guy, fellatio116 or something. And it's just like... Well, he, he bursts into the police station, and the, the cop there is like, 
hey, what's up? And he's like, why aren't you taking this shit seriously? Oh, no, You're sorry. They policeman. go to see the police first. Yeah. And then they that's when she gives them the Felicia number. Yeah. And then they go to see the boyfriend. And the boyfriend's like, well, I know everyone in this town. And that's when he bursts into the police station being like, why is this guy not taking me serious? And that's when we meet John Saxon from Nightmare on Elm Street and Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, why aren't you taking this serious? This, yeah. Like, it's just it's like, like the, you hang up the roof. I'll do the real fucking police work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that he. This is like a bad police officer, like you know the one in Slugs, who like answers the phone, telling people about the crimes that are happening. <laughs> There's a bit when this woman, when Jess calls the police to talk about the obscene phone calls, he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, this, we're really busy right now. We just found a little girl dead in the in the in the in the park." Yeah. Why would you say that on the phone? Yeah, and there's also no way any of this could be related. So yeah. I'm going to hang up on you, call back in a couple of weeks' time, okay? Yeah, yeah. And also, like, when John Saxon calls her later, it's just like, listen, when you call her, remain calm. Do not fuck this up. Remain calm. Tell her to leave the house. Don't fuck this up. Don't tell her there's a killer in the house. Remain calm. Don't mention that there's a dead girl. Is that, okay. Don't mention okay. a dead girl in the park to uh, anyone else. Stop fu- answering the phone with that. I fucked up again, Sarge. Oh. <laughs> but he's like... He's he's like a high-ranking officer. Is this three films he's in a idiot. row that we've? Oh no, no, because um, uh, the Night of the Demon or whatever has knocked it out. But it would have been three films in a row with really incompetent police officers. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even seem that thick. I just thought he's like fuck these kids. But he's a Canadian cop. It's like nothing happens out here. So is this film filmed in Canada? I thought it was yeah. in England because it looks like the house they're in doesn't look like an American no, house. Apparently it's all shot in Canada and oh, apparently really? it's really cold at night. Like You can see their breath. In oh, and it's a shame it wasn't snowy because it doesn't really feel like they, Christmas. There was some snow. Wait, there like is snow because yeah. a guy got hit in the face and there's people but, on jet skis. But the snow was fake snow. No way. They let, they got the fire um, the, the fire brigade to like spray this foam all over the fields um and apparently like the next spring the grass was the greenest it's ever been (laughs) (laughs) and glowing at night luminous (laughs) nuclear sludge um so then barb um they invite clara's dad or claire's dad and um, that's gonna be stuck in my head as clara now yeah they invite clara's dad Back to the sorority. Yeah. Um, and they're all sat around eating dinner. And then Barb is just battered. And she's like, so did you know that turtles, there's a specific turtle that can fuck for like three days straight? The sea turtle. Is that true? It's a true story. She was like, I went, I went to the zoo and I, I watched him. I wa- and, then I, and then I went and watched the zebras and they'd come early. 30 like, seconds. Oh. <laughs> Why was Barb, like, doing... Like, she's on the fellatio joke that doesn't really work. Well, like she's an alcoholic and a bit of a sex person. She's yeah. not really going anywhere. But then she goes from zero to 60 by being, like... She just drops her, like, act and is like, you think I did this, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, she turns. It's like, everyone, everyone's blaming me because I scared the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk real to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she makes fun of her at the start for being a virgin, right? Uh, oh, she yeah. calls her a virgin yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the landlady shows up and she's like speaking of the queen of all virgins or whatever when the landlady comes and then like she's the one who tells Barb not to antagonise um, the dude on the phone and yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. shut up you little cunt yeah shut up you little pink cunt <laughs> you little pig fucking <laughs> Billy! still I don't know maybe it's like maybe I've got issues but like even drunk Barb is like <laughs> Oh, and then and I know regular um, Margot Kidder is mental and all because bless her heart she had a breakdown <laughs> And then the, the the next bit 
or we or we may have missed it, it was Peter has his recital, his piano recital, where he plays that that piano with anger, like sweating. Yeah, he, well, I mean, I guess he's like thinking about his dead baby. While yeah, he's and he it. you can tell he's kind of he's kind of fucking it up. It's not what they wanted, but he's hammering those keys. Those those three guys are watching him, uh, and it just reminded me a bit of Back to the Future, where you know they do the brand recital, <laughs> yeah. and um, Huey Lewis is the one that stands up with a megaphone, being like, "I'm afraid you're just too damn loud." <laughs> I was like, "What if I'm going to get up and do that shit?" He fucking smashed that piano up, and I was like, well, that, f- "That happened next." Yeah, he yeah, then I was comes like, out with the stand. To be fair, like. Um, because when he like, I thought it was one of those um Night of the Demon things, you know, when he swings the axe at the camera and it barely touches it. He looked yeah. like he was being really flimsy with that thing, but I guess that thing's fucking heavy. And when it hits the piano, it does damage to it. Yeah, because I, I, I thought like, they were gonna swing it and then cut. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fair enough. He kind of like smashed up that piano. It didn't care to me till later on when. Uh, John Saxon goes in there to that room to see the piano. That that's not his piano. That's the university's <laughs> yeah, piano. Yeah, he destroyed. They aren't cheap. Piano. He didn't bring a piano with him and put it in that room. <laughs> yeah, it's a grand piano. <laughs> and Jesus. he fucking obli- before he obliterates, obliterates it, he punches it. the lid off it. <laughs> like he fucking tore that thing apart. See, this is where um, you're like, oh, Peter's got to be the killer, right? I mean, later on, you're like, it's definitely. He clearly be Peter. has. He's got like Kylo Ren angst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's really pissy and emotional. And he killed babies? Yeah. No, wait, no, that was Billy. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Then we had the park search where they're like, um, we're going to go check the the park because we we, we believe Claire's going to come back. You yeah, know, she's probably dead. So we'll check. We'll check the park as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, See, then, this was really confusing because it cut to the mother talking about her daughter not coming home, and I thought. She was talking. I thought she was no, the mum ta- no, of Claire. No, that was, was confusing because yeah, yeah. the, the mum's like in a police station, and she mentions her thirteen-year-old daughter. Did you notice um, in the bit where you, when they were looking for her daughter, and like the John Saxon's on his megaphone, like telling everyone, and it keeps cutting to the mother? Did you notice there was a man's face reflected just off of hers, like she was standing behind glass? No. Like there's genuinely a man's face reflected, and I'm like. Why would there be a reflection in this shot? Like, what is in there that's causing a reflection? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that bit was just weird. And there's a bit later on when they were standing by the fire warming up, and I think Jess comes over and she's got a long scarf. And I could have sworn it looked like she basically ran up and threw her scarf into the fire and was just waiting to warm up. (laughs) But, like, yeah. And those guys are like, keep it to a. Keep keep your pace to like 10 miles an hour, he said. We don't want to lose you. And Mm. I was like, imagine if one of those guys just fucking peeled out of there on one of those jet skis and instantly ran over the 13 year old girl and split (laughs) her in half. Because they they were like, (laughs) uh, stay wide of the dogs because any any whiff of fumes will like fuck up their scent. And they drive straight past the dogs as fast as they can. Do you see the dogs? Because you hear them. Yeah, yeah, you see them. They're on on lead. Also, um, that search party, when they show up at the girls' house later on, that felt like a fucking forced-in scene. Yeah, that was weird. And they kept like opening the door, being like, don't open the door to strangers, and there's a guy there brandishing a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the weird comedy I'm talking about. Like, it wasn't really funny. But the door worked then. No, that was the back door. Uh, That was a different door. That was the back door to the kitchen. kitchen, And then one of them, in fact, Jess says there, which is weird... Are you aware that this is the only locked door in the house or something? Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck, we should go lock ourselves in. Yeah. Should we go maybe start the fucking attic that no one knows, like, goes in? Anyway, we're about to hit our second kill. Yeah, we, which, which we jumped doozy. over a load. Yeah, yeah. The second kill is the most ludicrous. Yeah. It's the house mother. Um, what's her name? I Mrs. feel like it's Mrs. 
Mrs. Housekeeper. Mrs. Housekeeper. Um, and she, um, she's, she's getting ready to pack her stuff. She's got a cab waiting outside. He's yelling at her. Uh, like, he's honking the horn. She's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm coming. They're coming. And then she hears Mr. Snuffleupagus, the cat. And she's like, oh, where are you, kitty? Kitty climbed a ladder she again. She's Jack Bauer, the cat. How did, how did the cat <laughs> climb a ladder? Well, I assume one of the she fought maybe cats one of are the, wily. Well, I, one of the girls I assume she fought the Barb through it up there because Barb's a goddamn <laughs> Barb's bitch. Barb's a bitch. So fuck you, Snuffles. Maybe she was wheezing because of her asthma that comes <laughs> up halfway through the film. Yeah, the cat allergy set it off. <laughs> so you you take a time out. Um, and then yeah, she she climbs up into the into the attic, and she's looking around. Did she get a dress snagged or something? No, no, no. She's just like going. It's really dark up here. I've got to clean up here sometime. But her face is beautifully lit. Yeah. Inside this, like completely black. Attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the only time in this film where there's like issues like that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's pretty fucking. Spot it is, on. It's spot on, yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then the like, killer waits just long enough. He's like, well, see... he's behind her, holding like I don't know why that's up. <coughs> it's there. like a pulley. Well, I I think because it hangs right above the attic, it's to lift winch 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 shit up. That's actually into a pretty genius loft. idea. Yeah, and in my loft, one. in the future, I'm getting one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so he's waiting, one. holding that shit up. Mm. Like this is the like one it's of like the most a, Friday the Thirteenth like things because you hook. see the hand holding the weapon waiting a to fucking heavy heavy hook with yeah. a load of like heavy pulleys <laughs> and ropes on it, and um, she spots Claire. Yes, and he lets it rip. See, this is the one bit where I'm like, this is the bit where her acting's a bit dodgy because she's like, she hits him behind her and it's just like slowly turns her head like, <laughs> like knowing what's gonna happen. And she had more than enough time to react to dodge that fucking thing so flying just out drop. Of yeah. yeah, but like this is a good one. Again, you don't really see much. There's not much violence in this, but this hits her in the face. You see it like hit, and then like obviously you just guess what happens next because her legs come up off the thing as she's yeah. screaming because it like he must have just yanked her up and pulled her up into the thing. Yeah, she's been like hook, line, and sinker in the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a bit after on where he starts freaking out, and I don't know why. Well, he watches I, the taxi guy leave. I think he's like she's she's fucked up my plan like I just wanted to keep this girl maybe and, oh, and like think that's what he was doing? or maybe he just like maybe he didn't want her maybe he just wanted the young ones and like he's just traumatising them when he goes after Margot Kidder he's just like shh Billy's here I'm Billy now yeah <laughs> and I was like what's going on there and he didn't seem to want to hurt Jess I assume because she had a baby in her yeah oh um, yeah maybe but that fucking um, yeah, when he loses his shit and it's all like first person again, it's just like he's rocking the thing, being like, Nye! and he yeah. starts like pushing starts everything throwing, over and going yeah, crazy. He goes haywire, and that may be because like he wants to kill these people on his terms. Yeah, he doesn't want them to find him. I thought maybe that I was like maybe that was his mother, like in the other version. I don't, th- I don't even know nah. if that is the mother in the other version. I just seem to remember there being a bit where. There's she a is woman an alcoholic. who yeah. explains the whole thing in exposition because in this it's left kind of open. You don't really know what's going on. Although that's not true because you get from Billy's phone calls like what's going on. Like it's pretty good. Like it doesn't, I mean it does flat out tell yeah. you but not like as obviously whereas I feel like in the remake there's straight up a character whose only point is to be like his name is Billy. He killed this a baby. What happened in he the did past. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where the fuck do we go from there? <laughs> And then you see everyone screaming and looking down, like this from the search party. Yeah, because someone's found a dead body. They found something, and the mum's like, is that my daughter? Is that my daughter? And the dad goes over, the separate dad. there's a really weird cut, and I got, 
very confused by this. And it, the first, it's the first time you see it now, I think, which was the house mother hanging there. And then, like, and with with Claire in the front. No, 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 no. This was just before that scene, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I, I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, it's not worth mentioning. But you mentioned, you noticed it too. It's when the house mother is filling up her suitcase because she conveniently, just before everyone goes off, is like, I'm going away, so I might not be back when yeah. you come back. Um, she's drinking, and she's on the left of the screen. Then it cuts to a shot of Claire up in the attic as that you see the girls leaving to the search party and and Claire up in the attic is perfectly in the exact point where the house mother was and then it cuts back which breaks the 180 degree rule right yeah which we obviously know because it's like really jarring no. when you edit like that no because they run up and they look at the body and then it cuts to them in the attic and I was like what are they did looking it do at that? yeah because ah. I went back and watched it again because I, I was thinking oh did I miss something but no it's a really <laughs> really weird cut yeah, there's some. Odd, there's a there couple, a couple of odd of bits in editing, but there to be fair, really it's a cool, film from the seventies. And there were some really cool transitions, like when people are screaming, and then like, I think it was when she, when Clara was being like suffocated, and you looked at her face. Yeah. And they cut to someone looking through the distorted glass in the front door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some really nice transitions. Like some that. good shit in this. There was, you know, the the first bit. You know, when the woman came in, um, the the house mother and pulled the drink out of the toilet. Yeah. First, she checks the left of the cabinet and moves the mirror across and slides it back, and then checks the other side and slides it. And I was like, "Oh, I, was I like, thought they were going to do a thing trope. when she shuts it back." And but, but I guess but at with the a time sliding, it wasn't a trope. Yeah, because it happened. <laughs> the only film I can think that definitely happens in is uh, American Werewolf in London, where he goes for a piss and then pushes the mirror shut, and the ghost is stood there next to him. But it's never a sliding mirror, which mm. should be like. Well, I was that's like, cool. I was waiting because they it to both happen. go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, she was just looking for booze. But I, th- I imagine at the time, like, I don't know, maybe that wasn't as terrifying because... I guess it hadn't been done. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Whereas that was a really, like, a really tense moment for me. So I've got hook, hook shot, um, and then I've been getting, ex- I've been getting obscene phone calls, and then please hold, and then that's when she says, uh, I'm very, we're very, bu-, that's when he says, a very busy around murdered. here. A child has been murdered, um, and I'm like, all right, mate. And that's genuinely where my notes stop because that's the point when I started enjoying the film. That's okay. I've got more. I can I can walk you through this. I so, did write Buckshot and the Ass, oh, which is ludicrous. Yeah. And the other note, because I basically was just copying stuff from IMDb at this point. Um, did you know, did you read the IMDb? Some of it. Did you see the thing about the NBC when this, showed, this was when this was shown on TV? No. When this film was shown on TV for the first time, it had to be pulled off the air because they didn't realise how terrifying it was. Oh, whoops. They yanked it off there. Someone came in and was like, pull that off the air and play something else, which is fucking amazing. Yes. I mean, it does. It obviously, these days, isn't as scary. It's no. it's dated a bit. I'm surprised they say didn't a lot pull because Ghost it's... Watch off the air. Yeah. Um, we should do Ghost Watch one time. We should do Ghost Watch one time. Um, but, like, I say it's dated a bit, but it's not that dated. No, it still I, this, holds this up. This film genuinely holds up, and it's, like... I, I think, think it's genuinely effective, but obviously back then, I think it would have been more effective, like, because it's fresh and no one yeah. had seen anything like this I, before. That, it does suffer from some pacing issues at times, especially because there's, there's a long the time from the, first killer, from the first kill, which I, I love that they do very early on. This is why I was just the like, there's not that many kills. Yeah. But it all happens. But there is a lot of like kills. One after another. It, yeah, it's not. I guess. So you've only slash, written down two kills. Uh, I've got some stuff. Well, I guess like, you got I've written girl. down here like, why does Peter 
uh, goes nuts, then calmly walks away. I wrote. So, the, well, the next thing we got, next thing we got is um, Peter's proposal when he goes to chat with uh, chat with Jess. Oh, sorry, I've just remembered what the calmly walks away bit is. We'll get to that. So Peter's yeah. proposal. Peter's proposal. He goes out to Jess and he's like, "So I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving the uh, the the pianist place that I live in." I'm tired of living with all these men. I've given up my dream. There's an important plotty point here. It's just before he walks down the stairs, she's on the phone to the killer. He calls her and then she's like, and then that's when he comes down the stairs. Yeah. Because you think it's the killer coming down the stairs and it's him because he launches his coat on the thing. Yeah, and she's screaming and then like, uh, he comes down, she turns around, she's like, oh, you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you scared the shit? I was sleeping and you were just screaming. What was going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came to your house to sleep. Somehow I got in. But then he's like, so yeah, so I've given up my dream and now we're going to get married. She's like, but I I haven't given up my dream. Yeah. And then this way he gets really pissed off and he mentions, um, he's like, oh, what, so you're just going to get rid of our baby like a wart? You're going to remove it like a wart? Oh, and he says it first. He says it, and then Billy repeats it on the phone later. Yes, he does, as a mother, in a mother's voice, right? And then, yeah, yeah. This is when he runs out of the building and like runs past, again, John Saxon from Nightmare on Elm Street, and John Saxon clocks him, because that's when the suspicion starts. Like, in Scooby-Doo mm. fashion, if anyone's the killer, it's fucking this guy. <laughs> Especially since we know, because there's a bit later on where uh, Jess is talking to the girl that we don't know at Philip. I think her name is, uh, and they're like, that's when they figure out Phyllis. that the it couldn't have been Peter because he was in the house at the time. Yeah, and then you find out the calls are coming from the house. house. Um, so maybe it could have been him, but it wasn't him. Yeah, um, he you was, didn't he see was her. You didn't sleeping. see Philip die either, right? She just walks into a room and the door yeah. closes. Yeah, you see her later. But man, oh, wait, you, you, do, you, you missed so dead, much. Right? You missed so much. You you missed all the nights. Well, I mean, I didn't know. miss anything. I was watching the film. <laughs> so, we then had the fellatio call when people were cracking up. All <laughs> that guy's like losing his shit. And then John Saxon from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you know what? That, he was a really handsome man back in the day. He's looking at the thing being like, you... And I'm like, what is it? What is on that? I thought he was going to have a go. And his partner's just cracking up. I thought he was having a go because he uh, had written down a note to say that uh, a girl in a sorority house is because this is post the he, she calls the police. Yeah, I thought um, his his note was going to be like, wait a minute, the phone number on this thing about the obscene phone calls is also the same phone number for the people where someone's gone missing. I thought that's what he had pieced together. Being like, and the guy was she laughing because he was so stupid. She said the address on the phone. Yeah. He should have known that shit. He should have clocked that straight away. Being like, wait a minute, even if it was the of same the street, two missing girls this day. Yeah. One of them was at this address, which is opposite the road to where someone else has gone missing, yeah. where we found the dead body, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the house, did I forget to mention? Yeah, yeah. So this is the bit where he's like, it's something dirty, isn't it? And he like taps the fucking door frame, being like, oh, I'm acting. <laughs> mm. oh, like, fuck off, do you know? How can you be in the police force and not know what fellatio is? Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it, in 1970, fellatio was a crime. <laughs> You could not say that word. It was on the the obscenities list or something, wasn't it? <laughs> Mr. FBI. They were like, mate, we've already said cunt in this film, so don't worry. <laughs> Can we get away with fellatio? <laughs> They're like, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's too cryptic. We'll never get it. We're not aiming for a highbrow audience. <laughs> Fellatio's in the dictionary. Give him sake. a sucky. <laughs> this is Canada. Yeah, my phone number is sucky sucky drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they go to investigate the house and they put a wiretap on it. 
They're walking all around Claire's house. And uh, Claire's Dunlop. room. Yeah, yeah, they fuzzy Dunlop it. <laughs> Can you... Right, do you know anything about phone tapping? What is up with that fucking room where he's like... like that's, that's intense, isn't it? It looks I, like a really hard job. That thing is really cool, but I feel like the reason they had to hold the guy on the phone for so long in order to find out where the phone call was coming from is because he had to run so far from the phone to the bit <laughs> of the room, and every time he got there, they'd hung up. They should have had two people there. Yeah, One yeah, person yeah. on the phone, and then him running around. <laughs> What is that machine? I need to talk to someone that works with it. I'm sure it's changed since the 70s. Yeah, but I reckon that was like routing phone calls from A to B. And yeah. They track like the different destinations of where it's passed through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it must be like going through different switches. Because again, when John Saxon from um, Enter the Dragon talks to the guy when he eventually do track the phone call and he tells him the address of where the phone call's coming from, the first thing John Saxon says is, no, you've made a mistake, you idiot. That is the house that the phone is in. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I know that's, it is. That's the same thing. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, all he had to say was, that's the address. And John Saxon from Nightmare on Elm Street figured it out. But the police officer on the desk who took both addresses couldn't have figured it, didn't figure it out. Was John, Nash, he hears it once and figures that shit Nash out. Nash is a bit slow. He phones it in at work. He, <laughs> he gets angry at women, but he happily talks to men. Like, he's a bit of a knob. He didn't seem that thick until they left to expressively tell you he's thick. What they should have hired is the guy from the the Ernest movies to be him. Uh, Jim Varney or whatever his name is. (laughs) And then been like, okay, I get it. Or like the phone's like wrapped around his neck. He's like, oh, I'm a klutz. (laughs) (laughs) Or he could have been thick like the other police officer from Blood Farmers. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus. Well, just an alcoholic at the bar. yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they, they okay. So an important thing here when they do the when they do the house tap, the wiretap and stuff like that, you better they watch say your we back, got a, they we say. got a policeman um, sat outside yeah. your door, so he'll he'll watch you and he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, which he doesn't see Peter skulking about, hiding behind trees, up, like right next to him. Oh yeah, because Peter can't. There's a bit where someone sits outside on a bench behind a tree, and that must have been Peter. Yeah, but that's later on as well. Yeah, yeah. This is like Peter hiding behind trees and staring around, and the cop car's right there, and he's wearing his turtleneck. <laughs> Maybe he's blended in because of his yeah. turtleneck. <laughs> Do you know what Peter? I had to Google him to make sure it wasn't. He looked like Chris Christopherson. Not Chris Christopherson. Is it the guy from? Um... Oh, it's not Chris Christopherson at all. It's Professor the... Professorson. It's the guy. F- from Truman Show, who is running the Truman Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what's his name? I, for some reason, I used to know his name. No. Chris something or other. No, it's, Ed it's, Harris. It's, it's Ed Harris. I was like, is he really young Ed Harris or Viggo Mortensen? And then I was like, wait, no, Viggo Mortensen has been 40 ever since the day he was born. So that could be Viggo Mortensen. And has Mortensen. never had beautifully long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was neither of them. So, like, where are we now? So now we have... One of the most iconic scene of the film, where there are carolers at the door. Wait, have we skipped over Barb's death? So no, this is it. Uh, oh yes, this so, is it. So so Barb um, Barb is having a having a nightmare, an asthma attack, and a nightmare, and then Jess runs in, I think. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I was having a nightmare. There was someone in the room with me." Which beautiful foreshadowing. And then she goes back to sleep, and there, there's like a knocking on the door, singing. And Jess goes downstairs and all the children of the corn are just singing in harmony for her. <laughs> she opens all to all the gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> she's just staring down their throats like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and while this is happening, like, um, the killer 
stalks into uh, into what's her face? What's her Barb? Barb's Margot room. Kidder. Yeah, and then finds uh, finds one of her glass figurines, like a unicorn. Yeah, unicorn with a fuck off horn, <laughs> and he picks it up. And this is where I was like, okay, we might see like. Wait a minute! Like, I just thought taking something. it slow. I was like, we might see some gore. Like this might be the first on-screen kill. I have a theory. I have a theory. It's probably a bit out there, <laughs> but you know how she's always gone about animals fucking and seems and going about sucking dick and is always horny. Yeah, she gets the horn. <laughs> she gets horn. She gets the horn. <laughs> <laughs> she gets fucked by a mythical beast. <laughs> <laughs> she she died as she lived. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. This, this again. Um, and you don't I don't see think you much. ever see anyone get stabbed in You don't this. see much. No, no. Well, there it's are like, no... Again, this came out the same year as Texas. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I remember being disappointed the first time I saw it. Now I love it. It's a psychological horror and I get it. But as a kid, I was just like, there's no blood in this. No. And it's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, there's you, don't, no you just see You see him, like, stab her. Also, you see him... Like, I mean, he's in the shadow, but yeah. you see enough of you his face to know that him. it's not Peter. Yeah. But it um, could be. And you see you see the, the the horn come down, and then you see, like, her hand shoved through other glass figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see, like, shots through through the glass yeah. of, like, this blooded horn coming up and back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time it's cut backwards and forwards with uh, the carolers singing, I know, Come All Ye Faithful or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really haunting. You see all these kids' joyous faces, so all this good. blood being ripped up, and her screaming no. And Jess can't hear anything downstairs yeah, yeah, yeah. because the, the carol is so loud. <laughs> oh yeah, he Billy. When he's standing over, her, is he not also talking, like being like, "Oh, I'm Billy." Billy's yeah, here he now. walks in and he's whispering at her. Yeah, which is creepy. And shit. he waits until she wakes up, and then he stabs the shit out of yeah. her. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, do you know what? I always right. I'm. Halloween, I get it. Like it's a big deal, but I mean, I should probably watch it again. The last time I watched it was when I was a teenager, and I was like, "This film's really fucking boring, and nothing happens." Um, that might have changed now if I watch it again. Mm. But I remember one of the things I like about it is it um, it did the stuff that you know, like Friday the Thirteenth. You don't you see it for the POV, and then it's the whole point, so it reveals who it is. Yeah. Um, um, Halloween does a thing where there's a lot of POVs. And then it reveals that he's got a mask on, and you're like, "Oh my god, who he is? Like, who is he?" Kind of thing. Yeah. And then Nightmare on Elm. No, no, sorry. Halloween also has the bit where she removes his mask, and he's just some guy. But wait, it's, it's not like, "Oh my god, he." It's the did the do. It's just some random guy you've never seen before. Which but is if you what... watch Halloween H two O, doesn't he have another face on his face or something? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is like. They, I think he must have got that from, he 100% got that from this because got, in this he got a lot from this film it's like again you, you this, never know the killer I guess we you now know. I guess we now have the trope so we're like we don't see it through their eyes because it's a mystery as to who it is but yeah. this time it, there is the mystery to who it is and then who it is at the end is like it's just a random no, guy never, yeah someone who just decided to fuck with this exactly house. you don't know who like it is. he's off to go go to another house the next week like that bit awesome bit in the strangers where they're like why are you doing this to us and they're like because you were home yeah <laughs> <laughs> tough shit guys yeah. sorry <laughs> they don't even like you know nothing there isn't i mean in years to come like i guess popularized in halloween there would be a 
there's a serial killer on the loose who's broken out of a mental institution. There's nothing. He, there's none of that. No. He just appears yeah. and it's just doing Because no it. one knows that he's broken out. Like, you find out later that there's already been a death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not... That, that doesn't set that's it up. That's also a really cool thing. The film doesn't open on that little girl getting killed. It's just something that gets thrown in the mix as well. Like, on the way to wherever he came when, from when to them, he killed someone. Yeah, because he's just the a murderer. The one we know about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This film's really good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, so, my next thing, which threw me off, which is kind of weird, was the um, that farmer guy comes in... And he's shot. He shot comedy. the police in the ass, and I was like, "Oh, is this the officer? Is this Jennings who was sat in the car?" And so now no one's going to be watching the house. Yeah. No, just, just another random... officer that was walking through someone else's um, someone else's property and got shot in the butt with like buckshot or something. Also, he shot a police officer. It wasn't like and a they random... let him go. <coughs> it wasn't like a random Wait. person of the sh- the search party. He was fully dressed in his police uniform. We have to remember though, this is Canada. They're like, oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, oh yeah, you shot me in the ass. Oh no, it's okay. It's a bit Irish. It's his Canada. Oh, not very good. Ir- it's this fairy tale of New York because because <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmassy. <laughs> is this a Christmas Carol? Oh, the greatest film ever. <laughs> well, the greatest story ever told. That or Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, and then you now we go through the whole thing of like trying to trying to track the caller, and the callers um, they they've they've traced the they they're trying to f- like run around and follow this call now, and everyone's like it's got to be Peter, Peter's got to be the killer. Yeah. And then they're like Jess, fucking try harder. You keep getting these phone calls, and the guy's hanging up. Yeah. And then Peter's calling you, and then he's hanging up. Like, do something to make this perfect general like, line Okay, fine, but this is really upsetting me, I think <laughs> yeah, she says. Yeah, yeah, she's like, this is really upsetting me, guys. And also, <laughs> I don't know, like, this guy just calls me, says shit, and then goes, how can I keep him Exactly, there? what do I say to him to keep him up? Tell me more about the pig fucking. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so who is Billy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So, what are you wearing? <laughs> no, what are you wearing? I'm wearing Clara's face. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, oh, and then uh, the search party. Oh, scares the girls. It's that weird comedy bit in the back. Door there was a nice bit where, where the girl turned away from the window just as the guy peeped in, and you were like, "What the fuck's going on?" Mm. And then she starts screaming, and then they run down. And it's a weird bit of comedy where they won't let them shut the door and keep telling them to not open the door to strangers. Yeah, which was like again, like, like what we're was part this? of the search party. <laughs> yeah, like, there was a girl killed. <laughs> It just felt like that was, you know, okay, felt, so you said there was pacing issues. This felt like they were padding the shit in, like it didn't need to it be in there. It was 47, it didn't need to be. I guess it it's the port of that, the port. The point of that is to be like, um, someone's telling them to lock their doors and windows, so they yeah. do, but we know as an audience that's no good. Yeah, because they're, already in they're there. bolting the house shut to keep everyone out. Do you know what's crazy as well? they're locking themselves yeah, exactly. in with it. Do you know what's crazy as well? Like, now if we were to watch a film, let's just say like a film just comes out today and we went to see it, and they did the killer is inside the house thing, you'd be like, oh, fucking come on. Really? But like, this <laughs> motherfucker earned it, because yeah. it did it first. <laughs> this had so much shit in it, and it was like, kind. Of, it wasn't even the first to do the killer thing, because they nicked it from a TV, almost shot for shot from a TV movie, apparently. Really? But it's the first time that shit's on the big screen, yeah. <laughs> and nice. worldwide. <laughs> Um, now we go to Phyllis. I think it's Phyllis. It's Phyllis. Okay. Phyllis goes upstairs to check on Bob. Yes. 
and like opens the door and sees dead blooded Barb and just freezes in her tracks. Yeah. And he like how you see her get grabbed and the door gets shut. Yeah. So how I guess I guess this? he got horny with her as well. This is five, including the little girl that you don't see. Is it five? So Claire, Claire, the woman, Bob, housekeeper, Bob, housekeeper, Phyllis, Phyllis, and the little girl, and the little yeah, yeah. So wow, yeah, like you don't see t- two of them, you don't see. No. And then there's three more kill- police officers coming. Peter, who like, and it's well, then it's we at this point. It. Well, there's another one just coming up. So it's at this point we find out that um, the calls are in the house. They track them, the calls are in the house. And they go to call Jennings, who's the police officer in the car outside. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Jenn- Jennings isn't answering. And you get this nice little track. And, the, um, and it comes up alongside the car. And they're he's, really he's got a bad slice in the throat. It's not good. <laughs> but okay, 70, 74. But it, it, it's not good. I thought you meant like, oh, it's got a cart around his throat. <laughs> it's a graze. Come on. It's just a flesh wound, Jennings. Man up. Do you think the killer was hanging up the phone because he knew that he heard them say to her that you need to keep her on the phone? Because nah. obviously he knew that police officer was I out there. I don't think Cause so. Because that bit really threw me um, when they were like, call it, he was calling Jennings. And I was like, who the fuck is Jennings? And it wasn't until they showed the car. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, there's a police officer outside the house. Oh, see, they kept talking about the police officer being out there and they were checking on him and they're like, oh, he's still there. And yeah, they yeah. did that like. And when you look through the window, it's just a car with blacked out windows, so you can't even see him. And I'm like, well, if anyone eats the killer. <laughs> he parked up and went we like walked down to get some hoagies. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the bit where okay, so this is the bit where she talks to the police officer on the phone, right? The the moron one who's just like yeah, calmly leaves the house. Sergeant that, is an idiot. I do like this bit though. <laughs> is that the note? <laughs> Sergeant is an idiot. Yeah. I do like this bit though, because he's just like, Are you alone in the house? And she's like, No, there's two people upstairs, and he's like, Okay. I would like you to walk out, hang up the phone and leave the house. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go get my friends. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't get Hang up friends. the phone and walk out. Because he knows at this point that he's they're He's like, far. they're probably dead or they could be dead very soon. Yeah, yeah. But and if he's you go like, up, you're going to fall into their fate. He's like fucking... Sh- this is when he does his... Shouts at her and fucking tells her the whole thing. Being like, she's in the fucking house. And like... But she... And then he's like, I'm sorry. Please calmly go outside. Yeah. Oh, he's been like yelling down the phone. And the whole station. Doesn't she just drop like... the phone? And you can hear him shouting still through yeah. the thing. But she does something smart. She just picks up a weapon. Yeah, she gets a fire poker. And that's when she goes upstairs. And that's when she looks at the door well, and that, she well, hears no, Billy. She, right? she goes inside and she sees you see Phyllis and Barb, um, like laying on top of each other, mangled and blooded. Yeah. And then like, um, he's like. Billy's here, and you see this eye through the slit in the wood, and yeah, in the door, like behind in the, the, door. In the door, yeah. Right? And she that like cool. slams the door into his face, and you hear me like, ah, damn it, <laughs> my other eye. <laughs> oh, that was my good eye. <laughs> <laughs> this one's blind. That, uh, well, that, see, this is where I, this is where could, at least it wasn't like a door split. Zombie flesh from, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where I wrote down the note about calmly walks away because she runs downstairs and locks herself in the basement. And he fucking runs down there. And he's like smashing on the door. And then he just calmly walks away from the door. Yeah. Uh, which is like creepy. Because he like, was going so crazy chasing her down the stairs. And then just like, he's okay, like, cool. And calmly I, walks I can't off. get in. I'll just, yeah. I'll and also, weirdly, he mixes in with Peter he, he grabs her hair, doesn't he? He grabs her yeah, hair. He does grab her hair, he yeah. He yanks her hair back. And then she breaks free and locks herself in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then yeah. that's when she sees Peter looking through the wind, walking around the windows. But I thought when she was in the basement, I thought, oh, we're going to find something out about him in this basement. But that's like, I, yeah, that's I assu- like modern day horror tropes. Again, I assumed because I've seen the remake that this house was some sort of house, some sort of importance yeah. to him. I yeah. feel like in the and remake And then I keep it remembering is. it isn't. Like yeah. he's just he's just found this house. I, I, do you know what? I think I might watch the remake. Oh, like, then again, the calls have been going on for a while, so maybe he's been calling the house and he's been setting it up. Oh yeah, because the first phone he's call we hear isn't the first phone call they've heard. No, it's that it's it's the creepy. What do they call him? The Mona. Mona. Yeah, the Mona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, runs to the basement. She locks herself in, and then like you see someone outside, and you don't know who it is. I through guess the basement it, window. Okay, so I forgot he was outside because you said he was behind behind trees and there's that well, shot it was where he at sits this point, down. Yeah, it was before this scene that he sat outside looking at the house. So maybe he heard her screaming and that's why he was looking in because there's and no reason... Get, and they've locked all the windoors. Because otherwise, I, I had no reason for him, the reason he kicked the window in. Yeah. Because I really like that bit, actually. But he's can looking, he see her down there? Because no, why would you not go that for bit where she's a bigger just, window? She's just standing there behind those stairs just staring... And almost like, I hope he doesn't see me. And he starts wiping the window and looking in. And I like that bit. And she slides into shadow. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. Nice. That yeah. bit's fucking cool. And then he does find her in there and he walks over. And then we don't know what happens until the police burst in and he's dead. Mm. And she's obviously killed him thinking he's the killer. And this is... Now, we're now at the end. She's unconscious. Almost, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, she's, the police so he, he bursts in and, like, and she's telling him to stay away and she's clearly terrified and holding a weapon. Yeah. And he keeps menacingly walking towards her. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're, you're an idiot. And then, um, yeah, and then it cuts to all the police being in there yeah. and they find her. Yeah. With like, she's, she looks like she's dead. And she's he's definitely dead because his eyes are open. And he's blooded and laying on top of her. Yeah. And like she's just slaughtered him with this with this uh, fire poker, <laughs> and they managed to rouse her. But then they, like, they put a bed in this murder house. Okay, so yeah, this is my next note. Um, so first of all, first of all, they are walking around the murder house. There's police everywhere in the murder house, and they are like, um, she's gonna, she's fine. She'll wake up in a bit, and we'll tell her what happened. And then they're like, we need to tell the parents what's happened. And at this point, I noticed um, the dad is sat in the room. Is sat in the room, and but even worse. Why is he sat in the room? Even worse. Another bit of, uh, like I said earlier at the start of the film, when Margaret Kidder was on the phone, and you could hear her on the phone in other shots. Yeah. You hear police officers talking outside. Should we check the basement and the attic? And then the guy passes out, and they're like, "We need to get him to a hospital. He's in shock. We need to get him to a hospital." So I assume all the police grab a. Bit, like one grabs one leg, one grabs all the police grab hold of him and, and like uh, fucking crowd surf him themselves to the fucking hospital because all of the police oh, well, leave the well, hospital, the, leave the house. Yeah, but there's loads of press. The press have found their way into the house and they had to go usher the press out. But as for well. some reason, the entire building but, empties out. But before and that, still they dead say, in the attic. Before that, they say, oh, we'll, we'll watch over this girl. I'll watch over her. We can't leave her alone. No, no, no. There's something else. And another, I think another reason why they all leave, because the police officer says, we haven't, we can't take all of these bodies to the morgue at the hospital because there's to the hospital, so many the hospital, of them. Yeah, they can't take all We have to go bodies. to another hospital farther away. But, but the only point, bodies they've found at that point are two bodies. Because the ones are still yeah, up in the attic. So because it pans across to the bedroom well, and you see the bloody Jennings. sheets. So they've got Jennings, the two girls, and the and the little girls. Wait, who's got, Jennings? The cop outside. 
Oh yeah, so and, the, got, and the guy in the basement. Okay, sorry. So they got there's four five. bodies with the little girl. There's five bodies in total. And then, the, but there's two more up in the attic yeah. that they haven't touched. No one checks the attic. Yeah. I assume you stayed until the credits came up, right? Yeah. Because there's the subtle implication. Well, you well, straight up hear him in the house still. The well, kids still they, in the so house. They, they all leave, and then um, they say, "We won't leave you alone." Do you oh, reckon wait, the killer? Dad's, went... Dad's fainted. We'll take everyone. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, evacuate the house <laughs> quick. And then, like, you it tracks out from her room. And there's a nice track all around the house that shows like the different places where they were killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then goes up. And into the attic. Uh-huh. And then, like, you see those two dead in the attic and you hear Billy's voice again, don't you? Yeah. You hear him laughing, was it, at the I end? I guess it's so that you know that, because they didn't find those bodies, you know they didn't check the attic, so you know he's still there. Yeah. Do you reckon two things? Number oh, wait. one. One, one last shot. And there's a beautiful little track out from the window. As you hear the and phone ringing. Yeah, and the phone's getting louder and louder. And it... Ends up on the same establishing shot yeah, the film yeah, started yeah. with. That's nice. It's a really nice touch. Yeah. So, so my two favorite, like they're not really. There's two little things. Do you reckon when she killed Peter in the basement, Billy heard it and was just like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." And then the next day, when the police go to check, like when they're <laughs> like, well, "That's handy." John Saxon from fucking uh, Nightmare on Elm Street comes down into his office, sits down, gets a coffee, has a sip, and was like, "Oh shit, I should check on that girl from yesterday." Goes into the house and finds her dead, and it's just like, well. <laughs> Also, we weren't going to thoroughly check the house um, because we know that the house mother was going to go away. Um, and I guess her, her luggage is still here, but, you know. But if they knew the killer was she's in probably, the house. She's probably if gone. If they knew the killer you was in the house. Every, every inch yeah, exactly. of the house. Especially since they still have one body missing that they know about. The girl who went missing at the start of the film. Especially since that house they mother wouldn't... is literally winched above the hole. And that door is oh, always open, is open to the attic. Door. It's always open to yeah. the attic. So she, they could walk underneath and look up. Probably dripping no down from up. the hook under yeah. her chin. No one looked up. You, oh, the end is such a shame because it lets it down. But it's a nice call. And I guess, I, guess, I say it lets it down for us, but it's like, I feel like in 1970s, the police wouldn't have been as on it as they are now. But at the same time, I feel like they forced that I feel like that they wouldn't have taken her back to a murder house. They would have taken her to the police her to station. Sleep and then left her there. Because for all they know, she killed someone, so they'll still need to get her statement. Because the dad, well, the it, dad they passed they out from shock. They would have taken her to hospital. They, yeah, the dad passed out from shock, and they didn't just lay him down in the daughter's dead bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and leave him in the murder house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the ending uh, was a bit forced, but it's still a good ending. And yeah. this is still a good film. It is. It is a good film. Um, I'm trying to see if I have any extra notes. Oh, yeah. So there's one cool scene, which is um, where the cat, the cat, like, finds his way up into the attic. Yeah, yeah. And is licking the girl's face. And apparently... What did that... you say earlier? Why would the cat be up in the attic? Yeah. He, he was up in the attic anyway. Oh, yeah. It, found, it must have, like, sniffed her out or something and found its way up. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was, like, licking the plastic on her face. Maybe that was the beauty... Oh, no, wait. But I was thinking apparently pussy, but it's Apparently, that wasn't a planned shot. Like, they were filming shots of, of that of that body, and the cat, like, climbed up and started licking her. I read a different thing. Oh. I read that it was really hard to get that shot, so they put catnip on the girl's face. The thing that I read was a lie. Oh <laughs> one of us is telling the truth <laughs> I feel like we'll have I've to moved really far away from this microphone uh, probably yeah I shouldn't have given we shouldn't wheels. have sat on chairs with wheels that I can do this with oh 
<laughs> Billy. 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 We're moving like a want Billy. Um. Uh. Have you got a score for this film? I do. First of all, the only other note I got was that it's the first seasonal horror film. Oh, that's nice. Because then the next one's Halloween. Has there ever been a an Easter horror film? Can we make one? Uh, I feel like Hop starring Russell Brand was a oh, Easter yeah, horror film. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was a massacre. Uh, there's that Thanksgiving one that's in the trailers for Grindhouse yeah, by yeah, uh, yeah. Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> there must be an Easter one. If not. There must be. If what not, other holidays are we'll there? One. Hot Cross Bun Day. <laughs> Shrove to Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Evil Dead. Um, so what... what what score did you give this, James? See, I originally scored this lower. Really? And I did. And then um, when I was re-watching little bits after on my way back from the trade and I was reading over it again and, and just like reading over my notes, I was like, wait, this was really entertaining. <laughs> um, I've gone for a four. Holy shit. I've gone shit. for a four. James. I've also gone for a four. <laughs> That's a solid eight. This and one's I, a solid eight, yeah, yeah. So I was, the same I was tempted to go for a three at first because there's like odd bits of comedy that don't make sense. Yeah. And also, as a video nasty, I wanted to see gore. Yeah. I wanted to see... Blood. I don't even know if this is a video nasty, to be fair, because you don't uh, see any kills. Maybe not. I only chose it because it was but, Christmas themed. So, so originally, originally um, in the in the screenplay... There were a lot more graphic um, murder scenes. Yeah, yeah. And the director said, no, I think it'll be more more powerful if we don't show it. And the writer was like, yeah, it's a really good idea. Do you know what's and crazy? wrote in different ideas. This director is clearly competent, but went on to... Yeah. His his career went kind, not downhill steadily, but Uphill. towards the end... Child genius. Child baby genius. Baby it's genius. like Towards the end, he was making shit films. He was planning on making a sequel to this, but died. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he produced, um, he produced or executive produced Black Xmas. Really? I need to watch that. I bet it's, I remember it being shit, which is why I thought this was not going to be great. Because I watched this pretty close after watching Black Xmas and was just like, well, yeah. I didn't need to watch that. Yeah. Because so, I've seen the other one. But now, like, I've re-watched it again. It's, it's really good. And I thought the 2006 remake, I was like, oh, they're just cashing in on Christmas, on, on it being Christmas. And they're doing a, a like, a conventional slasher. Yeah. Whereas this one kind of set the mold. Yeah. And then also I think he only, he decided to set it at Christmas because this could have been at any time. Exactly, yeah. He was like, he decided to set it at Christmas just because he loved the idea of like a really happy holiday being tormented and having this dark theme go throughout it. I don't know if uh, Charles Dickens was the first to do it but I've always associated Christmas with horror stuff. Maybe because of Christmas Carol. Yeah. But like, and like, uh, uh, I guess Muppets I grew up Christmas with like, Carol. yeah, I grew up with like Gremlins and shit. So True. and Die Hard, and Die Hard. <laughs> oh. This is a perfect Christmas film. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Christmas it's, tree. It's a, great, it. it's a great triple bill there. You can watch Die Hard, <laughs> um, Black Christmas, and um, Gremlins. Gremlins. Thank you very much. Um, need to rewatch Gremlins. Yeah, I feel it's also like our rating system is too. We've already gone into it. Like it's already we're already like this episode thirteen or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like my obvious mold, my obvious like thing is Driller Killers at one end and Evil Dead Two is at the other end. And this wasn't quite Evil Dead Two, which is why no. I gave it a four, not a five, because this film nearly was a nine. I think Demons is the only film that's got a nine because I gave that a five. That was good. But it's weird that this film in our rating system is just as good as Slugs, but. 
at the same time, but slugs, for very different reasons. Because slugs, slugs is like schlocky stupid. It's like an exploitation, like fun film. Yeah. And then this is a good movie yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't quite deliver on a couple of points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite tie it with a bow nicely enough to be <laughs> Evil Dead Two. <laughs> a Christmassy bow. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, that was a that was a surprise treat. It was a treat. It was a treat. Fucking seriously, if you've listened to this and had this shit spoiled, you really should have watched it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Go back and watch it again because And I don't think even though it sets probably some of the, the tropes. Yeah. If it even though it sets some of the tropes, I don't think it ruins the enjoyment of it. Because no. it's like obvious that some of the stuff's going to happen only because we've seen it a hundred times. But this is the first one where it kind of happened a hundred times. They're still done well, though. They're yeah. done well. So it's, it, and, and it's like, I hate, I kind of hate the term, but it's kind of be like ahead of its time in a way, in a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely ahead of its time. It's, especially it's with, four with, years with before like, Halloween. Especially with pulling, pulling the gore as well and not showing the gore. Yeah. Because everyone else at the time was just like, well, with te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre aside... They're like, we'll add in as much gore as possible because that attracts the audiences. But that was just the Italian shit, right? Because Bay of Blood was way before this. And mm. Bay of Blood is probably the most ahead of its time. And I remember when we watched it and talked about it, I was like, it really reminded me of Friday the 13th. And then you found out Sean S. Cunningham straight up watched Bay of Blood. And a lot of the <laughs> kills in Friday the 13th, 1 and 2, are just lifted from Bay of yeah. Blood. But yeah, Bay of definitely. Blood like goes all out and shows you everything. Mm-hmm. So... In theory, that one's the most ahead of its time over this one. Maybe these guys had seen that, but the guy who directed it said himself, it's not a slasher film, even though that term didn't exist. He's like, it's a psychological thriller, which is yeah. like, yeah, it is. It definitely is, yeah. All, all those phone calls just get creepier and creepier. Yeah. And more, but like, the tone never escalates. It's it cryptic, and then you learn different bits from it throughout. It, it's, it's nice. <coughs> it's Fucking good. Hell. I bought it like a warp. <laughs> so... James, what are we doing next? We are doing. Here we go. I have to remember the name of it <laughs> because there were two different. There were two different names for it. Jesus um, Christ! I think I voted one. I voted for it. I, I was looking at different covers and deciding what I was going to watch because of that, so which is you, always a good idea. You judge books by their cover. I seem to have noticed a theme here, you especially recently. <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose, and I don't mean that you have poor taste. <laughs> But the last films you picked, James, based Fantastic. on their covers. Fantastic. So there, there is one that's called um, Evil Speak, which could have been horrendous. I've already seen Evil Speak. Okay. Is it horrendous? <laughs> Do you know what? Here's the thing. It's I like wa- hacker horror. I watched Evil Speak. It's got um, Trent, ha- not Trent Howard, uh, uh, Ron Howard's brother in it. And me and my mate watched it in college. And it's about a guy with the internet and he managed to talk to the devil on it. And we watched it on, we watched it, I think he had it on VHS and we watched it. And then I bought the box of band box set, which I still have at home. And the version in that is uncut. And we had accidentally watched the cut version. And it was such a struggle to get through oh, the God. cut version <laughs> that I didn't even bother watching the uncut one. So please tell me that's not what you picked. So that's what we're watching. No. So um, I, I went, would happily do it again. So I went for Death Trap. Which, that sounds epic which, as shit. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. And here, sh- here is the front cover. Yeah, it's a oh sickle my God. cutting what looks like modern-day Luke Hamill's head off. It, it, it looks like Mark Hamill's Har- right? Harvey Burton, or whatever his name <laughs> yeah. is, from No Country for Old Men. Um, but it also has another name, um, Eaten Alive. And I've it's directed Alive. by... Is it the guy that did Cannibal? Tobe Hooper. 
Or Toby? Is it Toby? Tobe, I think. Tobe, yeah. Tobe Hooper, which is of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. James. Are you excited? Yeah. I'm excited. This better be good, James. All, all I know of it, because I, I, I watched a little bit of trailer. I believe there are crocodiles. Yeah, because that's <laughs> I, I know of this being called Eaten Alive and there's a crocodile on the cover. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Let's see what happens. I feel like, because of your recent choices, <laughs> although it's Tobe Hooper who did Sex Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 1, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, mm-hmm. and potentially made Poltergeist. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was a lot of fun. Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy 2 who, is like, genuinely brilliant. Get, with a coat get, hanger. Gets a coat hanger and eats bits of his skull, and, and a, they're like driving yeah. along on the car. That is such a fun the exploitation Chainsaw Jewel. film. It's yeah. got Dennis Hopper in it. <laughs> also, another little bit of trivia for you. Before, I, I, I might, no, we'll do it now. There's a film that we had... Do you remember when DVDs first started coming out? And there was, mm-hmm. like, a really shoddy DVD company. I feel like it was called, like, Prism something. Um, they released a film that was called Crocodile that was directed by Tobe Hooper. Oh. I wonder if that's the same. Yeah, No, it, it was, like, from the year 2000 and looked oh, like okay. shit. Didn't Tobe Hooper die last year? Mate, let's, let's just do yeah, it. He died, he died recently. Well, we'll talk about it in the next episode of... Sadist Filth! Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, star bright, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs, candlelight glistening off of shimmering Christmas trees, chestnuts roasting over open fires, carolers beneath snow-covered window ledges. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again.